listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Who's <laughs> been lost, man? No sense of direction. <laughs> type to ever chase your boss i'm the type to enter interior decorate the watch i'm the type to sling heavy weight on the block in every state like pot words jiggle the hurt holler hey welcome to the black guy who podcast with your host rod and Karen. And we're back for another feedback episode on a Saturday morning. Uh, you know, where we just respond to you guys' voicemails and emails and comments on our, you know, uh, Facebook page and things like that. Um, so, how you doing this morning, buddy? I am good. Um, I'm good, too. Actually, I'm doing real good. Um, let's see. Let's talk about some things. Okay. Uh, first of all... We did not get to talk about the Bad Girls Club last Thursday. No. Because uh, I didn't want to ruin it for uh, Clothes and Shirley. Yeah, they hadn't caught up yet. Yeah, but we could talk about it now, right? Yes, we can. Alright, so we were on um, episode 5. I believe it was Kentucky Fried Char or some shit like that. Yes, sir. Well, they were uh, Kentucky Fried Char Board. And that was where Kentucky was trying to finally get uh, angry. Upset even at, <laughs> at at uh Char. She and the funny part about it is that her upset ain't even scary. Yeah, that's true. Like man. she don't even look frightened when she get like she don't put no fear in you. Yeah, and she used to be uh like running behind Char back in the day. Yeah. So it's even more messed up because it's like, okay, why are you spending so much time? up her ass and then now you're trying to pull the oh no 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 I've never been a follower I'm my own girl like no mm-hmm. Kentucky we, we, we got the footage we seen you 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 actually were just like her her, her little bitch yes sir so I, I just thought that that was funny that she tried to pull it um, so you want to do like a person my person uh, 
replay of the show or just uh, a, a analysis of what happened on the show? We can. Alright, actually, the, the only hot one. Um, it looked like to me she had, she's already been forgiven. Yeah, real quickly, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, they really don't have any understanding of staying angry. I don't know why these girls do that. Like, they're not they're not ratchet. One thing I realized about Crazy, Crazy Intentions fan is really, really short. Mm. So, if you bring anything else up that draws their attention somewhere else, they'll forget about you. So, they got, uh, they're Cray Cray, and they got Cray D.D. Yes, so sir. They can't, they can't pay no, attention more than a couple minutes. Else oh, let's go over here. Oh, of course. Let me. Don't forget to mention that you're listening to the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us on theblackouttips.com, or you can search for the Blackout Tips on Facebook, iTunes, and Podomatic. Um, don't forget when you go to theblackouttips.com, you can donate to the show. Look on the right hand side. There's a donate button. We appreciate everybody that hooks us up with a donation. Um, we, I really could not say, you know, anything more about you guys, because uh, you guys do make this pop uh, possible. Yes, you do. You know, and um, you guys are the reason that we are doing a fan feedback episode because it's people like you guys that donate and make it worth our while to do this. And um, I just want to give a shout out to Greg who donated this week. Thank you, man. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Yes, we do. Um, and for those out there, it's no donation too large or too small. So we fit everybody budget. You know, it's, it's not a big thing to us. It's, you know, you say, well, it ain't nothing but a few dollars. But if everybody gave a few dollars, we could do some big things. Right. Don't feel, yeah, never feel bad because you're like, oh, no, it's uh, it's too it's too little. They're going to be embarrassed. No, no, no. no. Look, we're like homeless people, okay? Yes, the we, good kind. Yes, we, we'll take everything. We will even take EBD cards if we could take them across yeah. PayPal, but we and can't. If you, if you can't donate, then, you know, just give me a ride across the town. You know, just let me. Okay, well, then let me walk with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my man, Brandon. Uh, where's my 40 acres? He, he said that on his podcast. I was dying. Oh, I was dying. That shit was so funny. <laughs> or spread the word through Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. We'll leave, take that, too. Leave That's us a review on iTunes. Yes. That works. Um, and, of course, the official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport is... Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. And uh, don't forget you can call the show, 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. We're going to get to that, too. Uh, and leave us an email, theblackouttips at gmail.com. And leave all types of comments uh, on our on our uh, actual website. And you can always go to the forums, theblackouttips.com slash forums. Register there. You can register even with your Twitter account, so you ain't even got to do shit. And we can interact there. Yeah, you know, you can submit articles, talk about movies you just saw, um, post naked pictures. You know, just let me know what you what y'all need to do, and I'll, I'll hook it up. Um, all right, now back to what we were talking about. The bad girls. Yes, sir. So, yeah, Ashley didn't really have much to do, although I do appreciate her sticking to the, hey, don't forget, Char is old. And I don't like kicking it with her. And she kept bringing that up, and everybody kept ignoring that fact. She was like, hey, this bitch old, she ain't got no business with us. Why are y'all still trying to hang around her? Yeah, she is clearly right now far and away my favorite of the bad girls. Yeah, she is. She is just there to party, and then she did. She wouldn't take time to fight and throw hands. She wasn't scared to throw some hands on some people. No, she wouldn't. All right, and so, of course, next we have Char. Yes. And I will say this again. I know it's low-key. People don't get it. 
she is by far the craziest cast member of the Bad Girls of all time. Yes, I don't care what nobody says. Once you get in your late 20s, close to 30s, and I don't care what nobody says, you leave a job with a 401k retirement plan to go mess with some bitches that blow their money like it's water. Something wrong with you. First of all, they don't have money or water. They're, they they are <laughs> no, broke. No, the little bit of money they do have, they spend it quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, yeah, nobody likes them uh, when they go to the clubs and shit. Mm-hmm. And she spends all spends all this time telling them, like, not to do shit. You know, like, don't holler at this dude. Yeah. Don't go on stage with, uh, don't go on stage with Natalie uh, Nunn from, um, from a couple seasons ago. ago. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and my thing about Char is that she spends so much time cop locking. These girls want to go out and have a good time, have sex, drink, and anytime any dude approach them, she always jumping in the way like somebody's damn old grandma. And I think that's what was making Ashley piss. She was like, look, I ain't come to party with my grandma. Yeah, and it's funny because any chick that brings a dude home, Char has to immediately give her opinion and go on the camera and tell how all oh, it just sucked. I can't believe they brought a dude home. These dudes are old enough to be their mom or some shit. You know, like just anything to disparage somebody from getting getting some dudes to come home. Meanwhile, nobody come home with Char. No, that's because they ain't going to the dirty, dirty club. That's why. <laughs> and yeah, nobody's hollering at her in the club either. It's weird, right? Because it's like... Just, she'll be in there telling people not to holler. Don't, don't don't talk to that dude. Oh, you really gonna talk to him? Wow, what a loser! And so finally, she tries to pull the dude and by asking for his number, and he has a girlfriend. No, it's the way she did it. Remember, she wrote a fucking letter, a note, like a seventh grader. Yeah, do you like me? Check yeah, yes or no. Yeah, and she didn't even have nerve to do it. Yep. She sent somebody else to run and do it. Talk shit about them. The girl's girlfriend comes. Her girlfriend's friend approaches her and be like, "What the hell? Why are you sending notes?" The boy, the man's girlfriend. Yeah, he was like, "Why are you? Yeah. Giving, why are you sending my man notes?" Versus <clears> if <throat> she would have got her ass up, went over there and talked, he rejected her. That'd have been the end of it. Yeah, well, yeah. The guy, the guy's girlfriend had another female friend who was there. That and she confronted him. So like, okay. nobody actually like the guy or the girl chick never really confronted him. No. Although that was weird too. Like, why is that chick confronting? Like, she's ratchet herself. She need to be on the Bad Girls Club. Yes. Because, like, if somebody came up to me and was like, um, this dude tried to give Karen her, uh, his number, I'd be like, okay, that's, that's cool, because, you know, she told him about it's not a big deal, and we're not, she's not gonna give him the number, that's the end of it. That's right. But then if that person was like, fuck that, son, I'm going over there and tell this nigga, like, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Cause they showed that the dude and the girl leaving together, so like they're they're not even caring about the shit. And then no. the, the other chicks over there, like, what are you doing trying to give this girl man your number? Like, what are you trying to do? Get on uh, camera? That's right. She's seen the cameras. She right. lucky this wasn't the Miami crew, cause they would have whooped that ass. What? They didn't mind like, fighting mm, at the club. No. Mm. Um. All right. So Char, you know, and, and of course she was acting really immature. Very. Um, you know, she's doing a whole lot. I know you are, but one of my tactics and getting in people's face. And she just, like, it was funny, though, because she was like, she stays talking about what she's going to do to somebody. But as soon as them girls start swinging, she ain't nowhere to be found. No. And then uh, every time something pop off, her little chump punks run up there and want to swing on her behalf. Right. And you're like, word, come on. She talking all this shit. Talking about how she going to swing. But then when it's time to pop off, 
she's like, well, I'm not going to swing and, and I can say anything as long as I don't hit you, don't touch you. Okay, bitch, you got a big mouth. Right, and I, I just don't, and, you know, maybe I just, because I don't exist in the reality world, reality, where, you know, it's all important to be on the next episode. That's true. Uh, I, I just really don't get why somebody doesn't just take, like, a lamp, you know, while she's chilling on the couch or something, and just knock her the fuck out. That's what I would do. And, you know, I'm with you, because I'm trying to tell you, she may be so glad she wasn't on the seats with Brantwine. Brantwine would have gave her the business a long time ago. Yeah, she and I mean it's funny because I think because she has such an advanced age, she's able to manipulate those girls easier. She like the one like she's actually being a mother figure to some of the people in the house. Yeah, well, and and let's be honest, Shaw probably does remind them of their mother because most of those chicks are ratchet and they probably have ratchet moms. Yeah, and and that's the deal. It's like her and uh, Corey were sitting there talking, and Corey was like sharing all her business with her. And I was like, okay, you're gonna regret that later on. Something's gonna happen where she gonna throw that shit up in your face when y'all fall out. Yep, I agree, man. Um, all right, let's go to the next one, Jade. Um, and the only thing we have to say about Jade is she is still gone. Yes. Shortest stint on the Bad Girls Club of all Ever. time. <laughs> Why they keep putting her on this cast list, I don't know. Me either. Of course, Jessica's non-sexy, uh, boyish, tomboyish ass was, was in there. And she's also following behind Char this week. She is, ain't she? Yeah. Is, yeah, she was sick. change? She was sick last week, so she didn't go out. She didn't do anything. But Char was coming home from the club and just telling her, like, this happened and that happened, getting her on her side. So as soon as Jessica was up and running around, she was running up behind Char. Yeah, and she was the well, say she she did she's almost doing the reverse of uh the other girl because she's like, Hey, I wanna be independent now she's like I'm your friend. Right. Also, Char, put on some clothes. I never thought I would say that about anybody on the bad girls yes. club. But uh come on man. You walk around in your drawers all the time. All the time. I don't wanna see it. I honestly I no thank you. No thank you, ma'am. Uh so yeah, Jessica's ratchet ass was always, you know, sitting up there talking about this shit. And I guarantee you by next episode, she'll be bowing out of it. Like, I don't have nothing to do with that. Because she talks the most shit, but whenever shit starts going down, you have to pick sides. She starts pulling the whole, like, nah, bitches, we some bitches. Let's just get together and get along. Like, be bitches. Yeah, before you just talking about everybody whooping ass and getting in fights. But as soon as people ready to do some shit, you back down. Uh, Corey, uh, who looks... I, Corey looks like a playmate, and I think she may have mentioned that she's been in Playboy before or something. She does, does But she? next week, for sure, they're going to, to Playboy Mansion to take pictures, and yes. yeah, clearly she's one of the type of chicks that needs to do that. Yes, then I'm there. I give props to her. The bitch is crazy, mm-hmm. but she will put hands on you. Mm. So I, 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 yeah. I, give, I give her shout-outs for that. You would get a good little brawl from her. I, I was surprised by her willingness to fight because she's so, quote-unquote, pretty, you know, in a typical... The stereotypical sense of yeah. blonde, uh, fake titties, no ass type chick. Yeah, but when they start going in on Shasha, she was ready to. She was ready yeah, to she blow. was ready to fight, man, and, that, and that's cool. Uh, but 
Uh, she's also emotionally fucked up, and I don't know what she's doing there, like what she thinks she's doing, trusting Char with all this information about her family and yes, shit. Yes, sir. But uh, that's coming back to haunt you. Of course. You, of you know course. what I'm saying? You can't tell somebody something like, I, I, was, I grew up with no family and blah, 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 in the Bad Girls Club, and especially the most ratchet chick, manipulative motherfucker in the house. That's right. Like, she's going to use that against you, and that's probably one of the ways that she got Corey to do something stupid, like fight for her. Like she was fighting for her mom instead of fighting, you know, letting her fight her own fight. That's right. Um, alright, Lauren, Kentucky, uh, she is finally starting to wake up and realize that, uh, these chicks don't like her. No. And she tried to run up under Char and Corey in the start of the year, and I really think she did it because she was like, I want to be accepted because yes. I feel like she she's insecure about her body. Yeah. And you can tell yeah, by the clothes she, she wears and that kind of stuff, so, too. And she's one of the bigger girls, too. Right. And she's very um, insecure to a point where I think that's one of the reasons she stays in all the fights and stuff. Because, like, sometimes they won't even really be talking about her ass. And she'll be coming over there like, what did you say? What are you talking about? Because I think she thinks everyone's always talking about her because she's kind of... She's paranoid from hanging out with Sean and them because she knows how they get on the other girls. And yeah. she, part of her mind is like, I'm sure they're getting on me like that too. Of course. And they are. They were. They were. They clearly were talking shit. And like, it, it's like mean people like that by nature can't maintain, can't like hold in their meanness. So eventually it was going to come out that they were going, they were picking on Kentucky. And when they were picking on her accent and shit, I think that paranoia finally gave, gave way. Like, you know what? They are picking on me. Yeah, then on top of that, it's funny because her and Nikki mm-hmm. are teaming up, and I think Nikki got some plans. Like, she's like, hey, all y'all bitches can fall out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here. And it's weird how it flipped from the beginning of the season. She was the outcast yeah. to being their buddies till I think that Char knows that Nikki is crazier than she putting on because, like y'all said, she made that bitch wrap her head up and get her shit out the pool. Right. And slowly, one by one, they're all tre- going over to Nikki's side because Char, you know, it's kind of like that whole the scorpion um, crossing the river story where, you know, there's a scorpion. It's like, hey, can you take me across the river? And the dude's like, hell no, nah, man. If I take you across the river, you're going to sting me. And uh, you could, and he's like, why would I sting you? Like, because you're a scorpion. And so... Eventually, the scorpion gets the person to go, no, 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 I, I promise I won't sting you, because if I sting you, I, I'll drown. So, I'm a scorpion, but yeah, if I sting you halfway across the river, we both gonna die. Why would yeah. I do that? So, you put the scorpion on your back, hop in the river, start swimming, and of course it stings you, and of course, both of you start drowning, and as you're drowning, you go, why, why, why did you do that? Because I'm a scorpion, bitch! And that's what I do. Right, and that's kind of how Char is. She's a scorpion. She can't help herself. Yeah. So, she's pushing people slowly away from her to Nikki's side, and she did it with Sydney, and then Sydney got up and left. Now, she did it with Lauren. Um, of course, we did it with Ashley. Like, slowly, she's just making that Nikki's side more and more stronger and it's just funny because you know they it shouldn't have to be that way no but yeah Lauren she was a follower and now she's still following because she's following behind Nikki That's and right. Nikki's happy to have her back because it makes two against 
you know, however many instead of one against yeah. however many. Now, one thing I can't say about Nikki is that Nikki might be crazy, but Nikki stands by her word. Because remember, she had wrote uh, her uh, letter and stuck it in her pocketbook. Yeah. About the fight she had with Char, and they found it and read it, and Char confronted her. She was like, "Yeah, I wrote it, bitch." The what fight you that, gonna yeah, do? the fight that Lauren had with Char. Yeah, Lauren had with Char. Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, I wrote it, and what?" Yeah, because I mean, the thing with Nikki, she was always like, "I'm going to." Uh, I will be cool with these chicks because that's what's best for me at the time. But she's always been like, no, I don't like these chicks. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going home. I don't care if what they do to me. I'm the craziest and I don't give a fuck. And she's sticking to it. Yes, you know? she is. Um, so, yeah, it was really not a lot to say about Nikki other than she, her and Lauren are on sides now. And they both willing to fight for, you know, the house. That's true. And, of course, lastly, Sydney. It's still a whore. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, she didn't even have the nerves to tell her little boyfriend that she was gone. Yeah, it was funny, too, when Sean was like, and then uh, you're lucky because if your man comes up here, I might just steal him. I'm like, no, no. bitch, no, bitch. We've, we've actually seen you in your drawers, and we've seen Nikki. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's not taking a step down. Just because you no, happen to be in his proximity. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, body wise, yeah, she 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 looks a lot better. And on top of that, uh, she get better looking niggas. Yeah. Than you ever will, old woman. Right. Calm down, old lady. Yes. All right, man. So let's go ahead and get into some emails. Okay. Um, so Walter writes in. Great job on your podcast, Rod and Karen. You two make it fun for me to actually sit in my cubicle uninterrupted for a few hours. Keep it up. My reason for writing is that I'm always on Xbox Live. And I noticed on it they have a Black History Month panel. Oh, I, I didn't notice that. Me no. either. Where have I been? I have to All these black exploitations I've been watching? I missed that. <laughs> but it has a big picture of Lil Wayne. Oh. Mm, ah, I don't know if I want to join that club. Either. No, no Xbox. No. <laughs> no, right? Um, I had a uh, I had a shake in my head at the notion of him being an an advancement for blacks, let alone him even being mentioned above all the artists that paved the way. What are you two? What are your two thoughts on Black History Month being exploited? Uh, side note: Drums and piano originated in Africa. Okay, um, that's an interesting side note. Maybe that's the Black History thought of the day. I don't know. Ding. Um, as far as uh, Black History Month being exploited, um. Yeah, that, I mean, of course that's gonna happen. That's kind of what it is now. Uh, I don't, and I really don't know how other, how any other way they can represent it. I mean, of course, no, I don't want Lil Wayne representing anything. Ah, maybe they could so. put, maybe they could put Donnie, uh, the color section, his album, in there. But nobody's heard of that <laughs> album, uh, even though it's you know really dope and uh, and a lot of racial issues are touched in it. Yeah. No one wants to hear that shit. They no, want to hear because they feel like which most people I have to admit I even get down with it sometimes like to hear the booty rump shaking sexual orientated music right but it is kind of ironic that here's the one month of reverence for black history and y'all pick uh, one let's, of the most ignorant people out there yeah let's start it with uh hello motherfucker hey bitch how you doing let's start let's start with that Let's put that dude on the cover of Black History. Yeah. And you wonder why the white boys go on Xbox Live and call everybody nigga. That's true. That's why. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this is the same dude now. This is I make it go woo 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 wee wee 
you know, but the police song. Right. I like that song, but but yeah, that dude right there. Yeah, I don't think he should represent black history. No. There had to be some better choices that they left on the table. <laughs> a um, lot better choices. But that's what it is, man. Like the, the, that's the that's the, that's the one thing about our free market economy. Um, we make money out of everything. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how uh what the virtues of the thing should be. Um, nobody's gonna be that altruistic. Nah, it's time to get paid. So if you can put, you know, Lil Wayne on the cover of the black section, and it means that a couple more downloads for his album, a couple more views for that page, they would rather do that than put Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or, uh, you know, WDB the Boys or something like that. They're not, they're not doing that shit though. No. Nah. Um, Sorry to disappoint you, but nah. Isaac Weeks writes in. Cool. Hey guys. I'm typing this as I listen to the last podcast with Chonilla. Regarding the security at the free screenings of movies, they don't fuck around. They are not your mall security types. They actually work for the studios and travel around with the film to make sure that nobody is sitting in the early screenings with a camcorder. If you are sitting in the top row and look all the way down, you will see them in the dark holding a night vision camcorder, scanning the crowd the whole time. Uh, you said you had an old lady at yours? Yeah, we, we had an old lady mm-hmm. at ours. We have a Mr. T looking motherfuckers. <laughs> we have Mr. T looking motherfuckers here that look like it would make their day to strong arm someone out of the theater in front of everyone. He had the, the bouncer club. People, maybe dude. maybe that dude wouldn't have been because we sat next to a guy who was on the phone. Maybe that guy wouldn't have been on the phone at the start of the movie. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the process, if they had a Mr. T looking motherfucker in there. Yeah, but she did it like she whoop ass. She just wouldn't happen not to be around at that time. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see, uh, okay, also, I'm amazed that they actually let you guys in with cell phones. Because they did let us keep our cell phones, we just had to turn them off. Yeah, she watched us turn them off. Yeah, she also said, uh, you can't be, uh, you know, you can't have your cell phone in here on, and if I see it blinking, I see your Bluetooth blinking, you gotta get the fuck out. Yep. Um, 90% of the time here in Raleigh, if you have a phone, they make you take them back to the car or leave them at the door. The thing that you sucks the, at the door. Who holds them to it? I guess the theater. The thing that sucks the most about that, as you mentioned in the podcast, unless you have someone holding your seat, you can kiss that shit goodbye. Yes, because sir. it's first come, first serve with seats. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty much done on these streets if you get your ass up for any reason. Yes. Um, and here's the thing that's weird though, like who, like you said, who holds the phones at the door? Because like, what's stopping me from let me upgrade you, upgrade you? Walking over there, just being like, "Yeah, um, can you hand me my iPhone 4? Thank you. Good day." I know it's so. And leaving the Nokia in there. I, I I don't see no no um what you call it no lockers no yeah. no no boxes or anything like that. So who the hell is going on to your phone? Right, like you walk in there with a bag phone, like it's the old cell phone car phones that came in a bag, <laughs> and then you walk out of there with the with the new droid. No? Oh yeah, that new Evo Flip. So yeah, that sucks. The other thing is, if I was a thief, man, I just wait in the parking lot. Doing these screenings, yeah, screenings, no, not, no, the people returning their phones. I go, I, I be racking the fuck up on some phones, dog. <laughs> I just wait till y'all was in there watching the movie, bust your windows out and take phones. Oh yeah. Uh, but thank you for writing in. Thank you. Trey writes in. I listened to episode one twenty five with Mike in Chicago. He is hilarious, Jack. <laughs> I started listening to the Morning Jones maybe a month ago, and I died laughing the first time I heard the Dice Game story. Uh, the news article of the woman that died in the hotel in Philadelphia is a crazy story. 
Now this is a woman that died because she got ass implants from some bootleg doctor who injected silicone into her ass and possibly straight into her vein. And she died at the hospital. She was from like Europe or something, trying to be an aspiring rapper slash video vixen. And she was so like just distraught about not having enough ass that she went and got these janky ass uh, oh, operations. In some hotel. Oh. Yeah, on a hotel bed, not even in a hospital. Yes. This is my motto, y'all. Some things are worth full price. Everything can't be buy one, get one free, or 10 pairs of socks for a dollar like Walmart. You can't cut on things like this. Pay full price. Yeah, go ahead and pay for your ass. Yeah. Uh, and your breasts, whichever one you choose. He also says, I lived right out I lived right outside of Philly and that was a big story last week. The last I heard of it was that she they knew who the suspect is and wanted her to turn herself in. Don't know if she did it yet. Um, it's funny though because the suspect is supposedly a he she too, so oh, oh, Yeah, that was in the she? article. Yeah, that was in the article. Wow. So they're saying her, but I don't know if that's really a dude or a woman. I would say it's so much crazy shit going on in this city every day it's hard to keep up. Before closing, I just want to say congrats to both of you guys on the new website. Sorry for the email being so short. I'm about to head off to work. Peace, Jack! Oh, we good. That's right, all good, man. It went down. You know what I'm saying? Don't even worry about it. And somebody else will definitely write a bigger, uh, a bigger email. To, yeah, to make to make a difference. Yes. Because somebody always is out there willing to write a long email, such as my man Michael Fielder from In the Bleachers. Yes, dot com. Heard from him in a while. See, that's what happens when you start working. You can't hit us up all the time. Rod and Karen. Even though I haven't gotten to email you, I've been listening. The whole job thing is some bullshit. I miss fun employment. Back in the day when I had free time, took my coffee on the deck and sat around watching daytime TV with a huge dip on my lip. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, here we go. As a continuation of the Morning Jones, yes, Rod, I did seriously have a girlfriend who woke up mad at me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this on the Morning Jones... People were calling in trying to win a flip cam, mm-hmm. and they were giving stories of times they wish they had a flip cam yes. in their life. It was a great episode, and one of the stories, uh, one of the stories that was told was Mike sent an email in or something, and, or or maybe it was a different day, but he was talking about his ex girlfriend and how she would have like a bad dream and wake up mad at him. Wow. Yeah. Leave what that bitch. What the hell he got to do with her dreams? I don't know. I, and the thing is, I've had dreams before, nightmares, I guess, where you wake up and, like, something fucked up happened in your dream, but, you know, you have to be the adult and go, oh, that, that, that shit didn't really just happen. That's true. You know? Like, <laughs> like okay, all right, Karen cut my dick off in the dream. I woke up, touched my dick, it's still there. Maybe we I shouldn't be mad. Yeah, yeah maybe good. I shouldn't be mad. Um, But, yeah, it says... uh. Yes, Rod, I did seriously have a girlfriend who woke up mad at me. We dated for four years, uh, and around the three-ish year mark, she would start waking up every two to four months saying, Remember when we were at UNC and you were talking to that girl Michelle at the bar? I dreamed that you were hooking up with her. Salty face. (laughs) We're broken up now, but yes, Rod, that story was real. I'm also pretty sure she punched me in my sleep a time or two. Just guessing, but I'm pretty sure sleeping on my side didn't give me this busted lip. Kidding. Or am I? <laughs> Nigga, I know you're not kidding. You, you, she definitely beat you in your face. You, <laughs> I can't believe you lived with a crazy chick for four years. And you know what? That wasn't the first sign. 
She didn't just wake up year three and become possessed. I guarantee you knew she was crazy the whole time, but she was cool with it though, Mike. Yeah, cause you know she she had them big old bitties and that big old booty. One crazy love hard. We all know crazy loves hard. So maybe you was getting some of that that you know that love, 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 crazy love. <laughs> Last thing. He says last thing, but I can clearly see there's like four more paragraphs in this email. Um, last thing, <laughs> Tumor's Corner. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Tumor's Corner is a landmark on the campus of, I believe, Auburn. It's some like 200-year-old trees okay. that they have there, and people are, uh, some dude poisoned them. Yeah, we was talking about that. Called the radio station and got caught because he ended up calling like an official at... At, at, at Auburn or something and they traced it back to him. Idiot. Alright, so that's what he's talking about. Um, and, I, and, I, and they talked about it on the Morning Jones and I made a joke about it, a parody if you will. Um, and I, I hate explaining jokes because, you know, it, it normally makes them not as funny. But I called Bo and I acted like a tree activist. Yeah. Kind of like the people for Peter are yes. for uh, dogs. Oh, that's right. And I tried to specifically parody this one comedian slash uh, radio show host that actually does not have a radio show. Um, I, I, I tried to parody him and say, here, you know, I'm really trying to use this tree thing to promote myself. And I even mentioned the black guy tips on the air. And I never do that. Ever do, ever do that. So I did it to as part of the joke, like... I don't really give a fuck about these trees. What I'm trying to do is get my name out there and, you know, just, and, I'm, and I was pretending to be upset when I wasn't. That's right. Alright, so let's get into it. Tumor's Corner. I've never been planned on going, I've never been. I planned on going next year. Uh, some moron Bama fan ruined that though. I heard you mocking it on the Morning Jones and I had to say something since I'm a college football guy and it did resonate a bit different for me. Uh, it is less than about the trees physically and more about the sport losing the monument. As a UNC alum, I'd likely equate it to killing Ramsey's that's the uh the goat. Okay. Or destroying the old well on Silent Set or Silent Sam. Less about mourning the act and more about missing a piece of your history at the university. Point is, just trees dismissal doesn't do justice for the loss of a piece of pageantry and tradition. College football fans, not just AU fans, are losing. Let me tell you something, cuz they are just trees, mm -hmm. and I don't give a fuck. Nope. Just, just like if you kill Ramsey, he's just a goat. Real shit is happening in these streets every day, nigga. Okay? I saw a man get shot in the face on a college campus. In front of my eyes, did anybody come out and protest the next day? No. Okay? Now, he didn't die. He got up, and then he ran into the car, and then this girl, like, got him in the car, and I was amazed by his dexterity and ability to take a bullet in the fucking face and get the hell off of campus. <laughs> but the point being, real shit happens, and no... I don't give a fuck about y'all's trees or your goats or whatever the fuck else for this college game. Now, I was being funny on purpose, okay? But it is just trees. It is just trees, man. And it, just like Mike Vick shit, it's just dogs. I mean, it says a lot about the people. It says a lot about the people who did these things. But it, no, I'm not going to sit up here and act like it's on the same level of shit that people should really be. It's not like Oscar Grant, dog. It's trees. I'm sorry that your little game got fucked up by these trees getting killed. And it is dirt. And like I said, I'm not defending this dude. It's dirty. Mm -hmm. And that yeah, dude he is, had no business doing that. Yeah, that dude is fucked up. Yes. But but you know, but no, it is just trees though, man. I'm sorry. I care more about the players on the field than I care about the trees. 
and I don't have the reverence for college football that you do or the history of it or whatever. So that that's probably a big part of it, you know. And and, and definitely, I'm glad you got your opinion and your voice out there. But at the end of the day, my just trees dismissal is valid in my opinion. I'm but but I, at the same time. I'm not saying that it wasn't fucked up. You see, you feel me? Yeah. I'm not saying yeah, yeah, it, it's it, not fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. It really is. Yeah. Dude went too far, and that's part of like I'm more upset at the game of college football and motherfuckers getting that much into the shit than I am about the trees. Me too. Like it's sick how much some of y'all like that shit. It's just a fucking sport. You should not be naming your kids after Bear Bryant and the fucking mascot and shit. Should not be doing that. What the fuck is wrong with some of these people? And I know it's not all of y'all, but no. there's a clear just obsession with this shit, and it's just a game. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he says uh, that said, I'm not crying over it, and yes, it is clear evidence of a fan taking shit too far. Yes, it is. See, we agree. Yes, we do. It is just trees, though. I don't know why I can't say that, but if if I would have told you that, uh, you know. That this one tree is special and the rest of them ain't. You know, that's on you to believe that bullshit. I don't. Uh, <laughs> now, the big situation to finish. This discussion is making me sick. People do not understand it. And if they did a fucking ounce of research, they might have a clue. After the Vic situation, I went to the mattress on dogfighting research. Absorbed a ton of stuff because I didn't know anything about it. When I talked to people, I realized that I'm the only one who did that. And as I've said, people don't understand that gambling is a compulsion associated with the sport, not torture. Torture is a means to an end like shooing a horse or wringing a chicken's neck. It is part of the process to maximize profits and get the best return. Sure, you can leave your horse unshoed, but they don't win a race. Um, sure, you can shoot the chicken, but it loses you a percentage of the meat you're after. So you can just send a dog, you can just send a dog to the fight, but he won't be prepped, ready, or trained. That pisses me off. What pisses me off is that people interpret everything in their own tiny schema. Schema? Yes, they do. I don't know. Yes, since you didn't grow up in rural America where dog fighting is an underground culture, and for Mark Burrow, or Burley, I think that's how you pronounce it, Burley, to say that hunting was passed down from his family, uh, have, have that more and do some research. Uh, hell, have him watch the White Fang. They dog fighting the White Fang. The wolf kills everyone until he fights a bull dog or a pit bull. I can't remember which. Alright, so, um, first of all, yeah, dude. That, that, the people, and this is how I feel about the Vic shit. What he did was fucked up, but it is all context, and it is a much bigger problem than Mike Vic, but he's a big star and he's a good face to put on it. For people that, you know, for Peter and people that want to make a name off of dissing somebody. Yeah, and like I said before, I feel like Peter is the same thing as the NAACP. When they first started, their roots were good causes. But as the time went on, and I'm not going to say they became irrelevant, but as they had to kind of pick the scraps for what was important and what wasn't important as times changed, mm -hmm. they just started coming up with bullshit and put their name in the papers. Well, I think that this example is a great example of what they can do positive with Peter because I don't I think Mike Vick's sensational dog ring thing is, is something Peter should be about you know yes, um, I, I, I do believe that but okay he served time he went to jail y'all need to let that shit go right well my well, what I was going to say is what bothers me about the Peter thing is 
here's an opportunity to work with this dude, mm-hmm. put him out there as a spokesperson, and talk about how wrong it is from an inside point of view. And Peter is the one that refuses to fucking work with Mike Vick. They're the ones who are like, fuck this guy, we're gonna protest him everywhere he goes, instead of being like, Okay, here's the best way we can do some good. They're all about showing up and getting the publicity from it and not actually doing good. The Humane Society is the one that actually is working with Mike Vick trying to accomplish something with this spotlight and tell people to turn away from this dogfighting shit. And and, and that's why I respect the Humane Society because they actually are about a goal where Peter's all about the TV. Yes, and that makes sense. That's why I said that them and NAACP over time have, mm-hmm. have turned to the same thing because it's not really about standing for what's right and standing for what's good. It's about what can we get our faces in the camera? Can we make more money? And once you get to the point where your cause is profitable, these are the problems you run into. Yeah. And thank you, Mike, for writing thank in, you. man. Um, Alright, so let's uh, go ahead and do the voicemail so we can wrap the show up. Does that work for you, buddy? That works for me. Alright, here's our first one. Hey, what's up, uh, Karen? Um, this is Boy Larry, a.k.a. Sensei. I was uh, kept up on the show today at work. Um, I'm still a little bit behind. I, I was like halfway through that episode with uh, Mike from Chicago. With, um, my God, dude, that is hilarious. I ain't even finished it, and that's hilarious. But um, anyway, I was catching up, and I heard the Bad Girls Club. You know, catching up with the Bad Girls Club, and I, you know, you got me watching that as well. And I was getting ready to actually watch one right now on DVR, the latest one. I'm like an episode, you know, behind or whatever. Cause, yeah. This shit is, you know, like you said, the, the schedule is just as fucking off the chain and skewed and crazy as these chicks are. So, anyway, you know, you always accusing me of like these, you know, these ratchet chicks and everything. And I started thinking, and I was like, you know, I do, like, maybe I do like these women, right? But, you know, I, I don't think I'm over... I know there's a part of me that does. I'm not even on front. Like, I do like like a chick with, like, some backbone and a little, you know, a little feisty nature to herself. You know what I'm saying? But I was thinking, I like a docile around me, though. And I was thinking, the bad girls are like pit bulls. Like, they're cool. Like, I don't know if you've been around, but, like, pit bulls, uh, they're really nice, sweet dogs. They really aren't bad dogs. When they're by themselves, but once you cage them up with other pit bulls, they just bring, you know, the, the lock jaws and, and fight. And that's what I'm thinking about the bad girl, because I'm thinking these chicks are the same way. Like, you, not you necessarily, you know, shots that you can, but a guy, I think, could be dating a chick that could get in this house and not even know the level she could go to until she got in this house. Um, you know, cause it's just now she's pitted against other bad girls. Otherwise, she may be, you know, somewhere of a sweet young lady. But anyway, that was just my two cents. I had to drop real quick while I was on my mind. And uh, oh yeah, they did, they for being a good sport about, um, dude, you know what I mean? Cause, you know, at least you said you knew it was gonna happen. And you just go out like all the rest of them bitter ass, bitch ass, hard ass things who had the game one in the first half and thought they'd shit it over with anyway. Um, so salute to you for that, man. Alright, uh, I'll let y'all next time. One. One. Um, one, uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really bitter about the Cardinals loss. I didn't expect them to win, and now I feel like we have a reason to expect a, a good game in Chapel Hill, and, and possibly even a W from the young Tar Hill. So, uh, you know, we have something to look forward to, as opposed to what I assumed was going to be another sweep for Duke this year. Um, just from watching the games, man. Like the, I don't know why losing Larry Drew made Tar Hill so much better, but it did. Um, as far as the the pit bulls, uh, yeah, I think the bad girls club is like dog fighting. Yeah, and like Mike said, it's not about torture. You have to prepare these bad girls at home first. So you have to prepare them by not letting them have a father, having a ratchet mom. No, letting them letting them get naked and get on the internet early in life. You gotta let them get a little, probably a little sexual abuse. You know, just throwing that out there. And then you put them all together, and this Oprah has created basically a Mike Vick dog fighting ring of ratchetness. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's pretty much a cheap oxygen. Is pretty much the dog fighting ring uh, for back for these. These pit bull girls. But then they need to charge Oprah just like they charge Michael Vick in. I mean, yeah. You can't be having all this scandalous going on out there. I think so. They need to lock Oprah ass up. No, uh, Oprah. Yeah, we just joking. Don't shut the show down. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we know you hear everything. She's too powerful. Somebody yes. tell her. Gail, listening to this right now, like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Not happening. Uh, yo, the other thing, too, man, um, I don't think Larry is a simp. He keeps talking about he's a simp, say. Mm-mm. But he, I don't see him simping. Like, Me either. I don't know if these motherfuckers understand what simping is, no. or just Larry has just try, got a scheme. And don't worry, Larry, none of the ratchet chicks that you fuck with on Twitter listen to this. No, okay? they don't. No, Miss Ryder don't. don't listen to this. Uh, or Rita Ryder, she don't listen to this. Uh, Kaiser Sose don't listen to this. No. You know, chick fingers fire don't listen to this. We, so, we we do read the tweets, so yeah, we kinda pretty get much the, yeah. pretty much ratchet free over here. But dog, I peep game, okay, Larry. I know what you're doing, bruh. You're not simping, you pimping. Yeah. And trying to disguise it, it as simping. simping. Yeah. Okay, you like a psychological pimp. It's a a, a a simp, if you will, but with a PS on the front and a Y. You know what yes, I'm saying? So. He's not actually pimping no, or simping. You're getting into their minds, and once you got a girl's mind, you got her, bro. Yeah, you ain't simping. First of all, let me tell you about this simping player. Okay, you ain't simping until you done had your letter thrown in the trash by a girl you really like, okay? <laughs> Let me know when you out here spending money taking these bitches out just so you can go home by yourself. That's when you simping, yes, brother. You are simping then. When the last time you came over to a chick's house, fixed the sink, and then some other dude came in a couple minutes later and laid the pipe, if you will. That's simping. Alright, if you ain't never sat on the phone and listened to a woman talk about her other man that she actually is fucking, yeah. you ain't simping on these streets, man. And I'm tired of these pimps coming in here and fucking up the simp game for real simps that respect the simp game like myself. Alright? Shit. I'm tired of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, if you're about this simping, get on your simping, dog. Okay? Yeah. Simping can't be taught. Simping is born. Alright? <laughs> the game is not to be sailed, it's to be held. You held you hold these women. Okay? If you ain't never let a woman cry on your shoulder and then got excited because you could feel the caress of her boobs on your shoulder, but then you knew you couldn't look or touch because she would be like, Ooh, nigga, get off me. That's simping. <laughs> you ain't about this simping, dog. I can't oh, just fake ass simps fucking up the game. Anyway, let's go to the next message. 
up, Ron Karen? This is Charles School. Um, just calling to say good work on the shows with uh, Mike, you know, from Chicago, and the one with Shirley and Chloe. I really wanted to come in on this whole shit with Auburn and Alabama like this tree. Dude, it's a fucking tree. I'm sorry. It's a fucking tree. It ain't that shit. I understand it's 130 years old and all that other shit. It's a fucking tree. I mean, can you imagine Adam Ives just sitting there at the first cousin just saying, a tree? You're talking about a tree, man. Not a person, but a fucking tree. <laughs> also, um, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it be fucked up if, if, um, if we put that same kind of standard towards pedophiles, really? <laughs> like, you did that tree? Like, they doing that tree? Like, it's worldwide coverage of it? Like, yes, the latest, the, the latest, the fuck it, alright, bye. <laughs> Charlie Scoot just gave up on his own joke. He's like, ah, uh, this isn't working. I, I can help you. Well, the latest pedophile is just breaking news. Uh, well, here's here's the thing. I made a joke on the Morning Jones about uh, the trees, and I was like, "What about the trees, Romani? What about the trees? We have to stop these tree defiles coming out here abusing the trees." Me, me, and my my brothers at Trita, we're ready to march down here and make sure this man can never work again. He should go to prison for the rest of his life. My deciduous brethren, they're just like children. And this man is a treater foul. We have to catch a treater. Why, Bo? Why do I have to treat? Follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primes. What about the trees? This is terrible. What does it say about our society that this man can go out and make thousands of dollars and still kill trees? Delicious trees. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a joke, and uh, I think that's where he was going with that. Alright, the last one, though. Hey, Rod and Karen, it's Kamal, aka Mr. Westside. Uh, Westside? I was yesterday on the morning show, and I was recanting the tale of uh, 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 me bouncing the Mexican bars. And, you know, normally I really don't have any trouble while I'm bouncing. Uh, and a lot of people ask me, you know, because I'm, I'm a rather average built kind of guy. I'm six foot, you know, 200 pounds. Not terribly muscular, but, you know, I got a little sideline. But, you know, but generally that's all I do with Mexican was. I try to explain to people, you know, it's hard not to be intimidating when, it, when everyone's a foot shorter than you. And, uh, it's funny because it's terribly, terribly easy work to be when you're a foot taller than everybody. You know, I really, really have any problems. And, uh, and I either, either I at uh, Mexican bars or like old black people parties. Mm-hmm. And when I'm there, almost always am I harassed by older women. Which I enjoy. It's nice. That's all I want to get. Have a good day. <laughs> all right, Mr. Westside. Uh, he also meant to include that he's 22. So I really think he is pick, trying to pick up people on the show or something. Because he's sitting up there like, yeah, I'm uh, 22. I'm 
six foot, two hundred pounds, kind of muscular. I think he's looking for some of our listeners to hit him up. Yeah, uh, so you know, Mr. Westside is on the boards uh, at theblackoutist.com slash forums. Holla at him, ladies. He's free, ladies. Yeah, and single, and he just got into the air force. So you know, congratulations on that. Yes. Um, and he had a better connection this week. I don't know if he was what was going on with that connection last week, but it felt like he was talking through a muffle or something. Uh, uh, um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I want to be a bouncer at a club for kids. That's what I would like to do. You know, because I want to feel the same power that the bouncers have over us when they jack us up. And I want to be like, little motherfucker, what did I tell you? But I don't I don't know if that would go over too well. But either, uh, uh. either that or like an old folks home. I want to be a bouncer at an old folks home. Like, you're going to eat these potatoes. Now do it. And take your pills while I slap you around. Oh, you're treating them bad. Yeah, that's what being a bouncer is about, baby. You never seen a bouncer at a club? That's right. Well, you got a net, so you can't be a bouncer. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 I could be a bouncer at a midget club. Do some midget tossing. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, let, oh, let me check. We got to check the... We didn't get any reviews this week. I, I checked that already um, on iTunes. So make sure you guys give us a review on iTunes, man. We always appreciate that shit. Um, we had a couple comments on the show. Uh... <laughs> on the show where we talked to Mike, it went down, Jack, but he ain't no pimp though. Episode 125. Yes. Paul Paul writes in, Great Hitman Mike show. Funny. Crazy. I'm thinking about pimping. Ha 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 ha. Well, as the editor of the site, I can see what email that came from. And that came from my dad. <laughs> I do not think my mom would be cool with you pimping, Pops. Chill. Yes. And Paul Paul is what Layla calls him. That's our niece. Yeah, so we cannot have... No, we cannot have my dad out here in these streets pimping these bitches, okay? But uh, I do appreciate you writing in, Dad, and I'm glad you listened to the show. Yeah. And uh, I hopefully you didn't hear the one... Did Don't play the one where Karen called my mom a bitch by accident. That, <laughs> let's keep that one between us, all right? Even though I'm sure, I'm sure we all, you know, we, you know how she can do. You know, I I'm not love saying she is. My mother. She's definitely all. not. She's I love definitely her not. With all my heart. No, mm-hmm. she's not. She had just did your hair and you betrayed her. This is how you do. <laughs> this is how you do, Cam. Um. So anyway, man, that was all the comments or whatever for the show. And um, you know, of course, thanks to everybody that writes in and leaves comments. We had a couple Facebook uh, comments too, but I. Uh, the show's running kind of long, and I don't want to get into all of them. Um, let me just go out there and check real quick and see if there's any quick ones we can hit. Um, Clove thanked us for being on the show, and so did Shirley. Um, on the last show, Keith says, laughing my ass off. I don't mess with Hooters either. The food isn't good, and the chicks don't impress me, except for the bartender at the one across from my job. Of course, there's always a bartender at the one across from your job. There's always one. That's how they get you. They're like, we just gonna throw shit at the wall of every. That they're not. It's that's why it shouldn't be called Hooters, cause they have a chick of every type in there. Mm-hmm. It's like here's a girl with a fat ass. It's like that's that she has no titties. Oh well, she has on tight clothes. It's depressing still. I don't care what you say. Ah. Um, and uh, that's gonna do it for the show, of course. 
Thanks to everybody that makes this possible. Thanks to the people who donate, people that listen and spread the word and follow us on Twitter and retweet it. Uh, you guys are always, you guys really make the show work. You're the ones who grow the show. Yes. Um, and you're the reason that we put in work to, to spread the word and to, to be everywhere at once. Yes. So, uh, Make sure you go to theblackouttips.com. Look at that, that 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 page. Look on the right-hand side. Hit that donate button. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go on iTunes, Facebook, Podomatic. And you want to do a uh, search for The Black Guy Who Tips. And we'll come up in all those places. Join our uh, groups. You know, join our forums um, on the uh, on the website. Uh, call the show, 704-557-0186. Um, and don't forget to email the show, theblackguyhotips at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in DAT. Until next time, tomorrow. Yeah, you know what? I had a good time. You want to do this again tomorrow? We can. Alright, love you. You too. Mwah. I swear, I see this nigga. I'm gonna kill him. I'm going to kill him. So, make niggas up. You know what I'm saying? Man said life ain't easy. When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy. Streets be all like, feed me, feed me When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy My man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy Streets be all like, feed me, feed me When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy My man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy Hey, he had a whole lot of cheese Plus he was the Mac, had a whole lot of C's Made a lot of niggas fat, gave a whole lot of G's Grams, man he had a whole lot of these And he would let you hold like a whole lot of keys Even if you lose some, he would give you new ones Twice the bread, it's like he had two buns And he had a whole lot of seeds Even his kids had meals, for real Some rich small fries wrapped in paper since they was little Catch up, nigga My man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy Streets be all like, feed me, feed me When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy My man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy he was a heartbreaker and a law shaker If it was about caking, he was a partaker International, he would take trips Bon voyage, that's a hard He was fishing for the chips So greedy, never gave to the needy That's what some say The way he shunned all the bums Hanging in the subways He called him fruits and laugh at him Delivery man on the pickup Drive through and throw a bag at him And it was hard to understand him sometimes Making the killing the way he had him Standing in line like My man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy Y'all like, feed me, feed me When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy My man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy Lovers call him king, haters call him clown He would say bite me, that's the way it's going down He was having thoughts that maybe he should retire